Hey, what's up, y'all? Before we get started with the show, we're going to talk with some sponsors. We are here with Queer Global. So, hey, how are y'all doing? Introduce yourself. Great. Thank you. I am Darcy Holmberg. Doing well. I'm Deacon O'Connor. So, we were introduced to Queer Global because you all sponsored our very first live show last year during Pride Month in New York. We had a wonderful time, and so we're quite familiar, but the listeners may not be, so tell them about the company. Queer Global, we are a new organization. We are a website that's based on finding and making sure that we have a list of um, a dedicated community, uh, and we are connecting marginalized people within the LGBTQ plus community. Essentially, we just realized that there was no space for people to find all the resources that they needed when they were people of color, when they were differently abled individuals, and we're bringing together all of the possible resources that we can find to a single website so that people can find all the things they need to thrive in this community as a marginalized person. Okay. Is there a specific focus now? Our main focus right now is on developing our online platform. We want it to be adaptive and constantly be updated with fresh resources and instead of dead links. Uh, well, honey, that sounds like a position opening <laughs> or something. Y'all got some positions? Yes, we do. Well, all right. So tell me, what are you looking for? Right now, we're looking for a social media coordinator. Um, the most important thing that we want people to know is that there is not a formal education requirement to take this job. You do not have to have a college degree. It's a skill-based and a fit-based position. Perfect. So what does the position require as far as time and responsibility? Right now, we're looking for someone who can dedicate about 10 hours a week. Um, the responsibilities include analyzing content, if they have experience with SEO, Google Words, web content management. Um, we want to create infographics, social assets and templates for our organization and then begin you know establishing our look and our feel for the site is there going to be some type of training that they go through uh we, we would be having weekly and then monthly check-ins with uh the candidate who we think is correct for this and essentially that would be the training process as we kind of work together with them to build our online presence and really the only major um thing that we're needing for somebody is a passion for communication with the community and a decent amount of savvy for just navigating social media and creating um, a really branded voice that fits with what we're mm. going for. Okay, so that sounds awesome. So how can our listeners here at Marsha's Plate connect with Queer Global if they're looking for a job? They can reach out to us at social media at queerglobal.com. So I will put that information down in the bottom so you can check it out if you're interested in the position. Hit them up. I want to thank you for sponsoring this episode, Queer Global, and for being longtime supporters. Now, let's get back to the show. Cue the theme music. Hey, what's up? This is your girl, Diamond Styles, and I am the master chef cooking you up something succulent and divine. It's your boys out here, and we are serving hot talk and cool iced tea. And I'm Mia Mix, here to set the tone and make sure the mood is right. So come on in and get comfortable. Pull up a chair, have a seat. You can even take your shoes off. Wait, not if your feet is down. <laughs> oh, hell no. Welcome, Welcome to, to Marsha's Plate. The time has come for you to be the change you want them to be, yeah. No more running around filled with all hypocrisy, yeah. It starts from the inside, it spreads wide, and everything will be 
join the conversation. Hashtag Marsha's Play. Oh, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. We want to hear what you guys have to say. You can also help us build community by becoming a patron on patreon.com slash Marsha's Plate. By contributing to this podcast, you help us continue our powerful work to change culture one episode at a time. So let's get started. Hey, what's up, y'all? What's up? What's your tea, honey? Happy Pride, Missing. Yes, it is Pride Month, of course. <laughs> so happy Pride again. <laughs> mm-hmm. Another year. I feel it, baby, because, baby, when I tell you the tokenizers are in my email box. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, as long as they come in with some tokens. You got the ones that um, <laughs> that like won't you do free shit? Well, can you do this for free? Can you do this? Oh no, hell no! We want to represent trans people, so can you do this for free? Can you do this? Can you come talk for three hours for free? Woo! <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. I just um, definitely did training with um, with the T Fund organization. Our pro pro-choice um, for reproductive justice in Dallas. Um, my One of my best friends, Brianna, who is uh, a part of the organization, and Camion, um, which is um, one of our listeners here on the podcast, um, she uh, was able, they were, got, they were able to get me on and have me um, help their organization um as far as like training um, them and letting them know about um, the different sectors of our community and how we need reproductive justice just like everyone else. Mm -hmm. And so I was able to explain to them about um, the difference between sexuality and gender. Um, I just made sure that I mentioned um, a lot of... um, aspects of our community that usually is a race like intersex people pansexuals um bisexual people um and kind of just like um dismantle some of those biases and stereotypes that we usually see about the community at large um and i just wanted to give them a huge shout out because unlike many orgs they definitely paid the dog a coin and i appreciate them so much um (laughs) because it's definitely helpful exactly we are and this happens every year so i never really um um it's not like it's unexpected so if you don't know um if you're a listener and you don't know because it's five months this is when everybody is scrambling to be performative allies and do some type of content (laughs) around (laughs) lgbt people and so we get bump- any kind of activists or any kind of like people who just kind of work. They are bombarding us with, um, you know, with messages. So I'm going to read one to y'all, just so y'all know. <laughs> uh oh. So this is from a particular um, Texas um, political uh, organization, <laughs> and right. like. Hey, nice to meet you, Diamond. Um, I would love to have you come do our event on the 18th so that you can speak to police and nope. speak to the, oh. <laughs> the voices of <laughs> IPOC people. And 
in its fights to let them know that Black Lives Matter. <laughs> and it's going to be perfect since it's Pride Month. I say, oh. <laughs> I say, hmm, I might be interested in involved. Um, thank you for asking me. Um, is this, is there a budget or, or an honorarium? <laughs> Meaning, hmm. is there some Are there going to be coins? <laughs> is there some coins? They say, unfortunately, we don't have an honorarium for this event. We would love to find other ways to amplify your project and organization for folks who are watching. So this means that we'll give you the exposure. <laughs> and I don't know about y'all, but exposure ain't never paid my bills. I can't go to <laughs> people and say, I got a check of this amount in exposure. Is this going to take care of my rent? Because <laughs> if I went to tell them that, they'd be like, girl, what? <laughs> Huh? Mm -hmm. Huh? Yeah. <laughs> what? Mm -hmm. What's that? And so, you know, that's what it was. So I, I, yeah, your organization considering me, I think that one step in the right direction, the caring about trans lives is paying them for their work and their expertise. Trans people are still considerably underpaid opposed to cisgender people. On average, transgender people are three times as likely to be unemployed, and even if they are employed, transgender people receive less money than cisgender people. And then I sent her a link of those facts, a citation of those facts for <laughs> the research. Inviting me to the table, I'm devastated this just right, and I really <laughs> have to leave myself open for paid commitments. <laughs> right. I hope she read it like this. <laughs> and so but if you would like to see me and I gave her a list of my rates <laughs> darling thanks again for the consideration I would hope to work with your org in the future and what was beautiful about this is that her response was so professional she said thank you so much for taking the time to write this out and explain it's important to pay you for your work I completely agree I am sorry that I'm not able to compensate you in that way. Um, I will use this for future reference when we do have a project. I thought that response was so beautiful. Thank you. I think so too. <laughs> when, when, you know, when, when you got a budget for me, holler at me. Holler at me, boo boo. Thank and so, you. Look, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm one of them people that, you know, back in the day, I didn't, there was, I didn't think about, I was just kind of living my life and doing the work because I was in the, in, in the moment. You feel what I'm saying? Hold on, Donnie, I'm trying to get my charge up, sorry. Like deep in the oppression. You feel what I'm saying? So, mm -hmm. I was doing it for my, it wasn't, I was just, um, oh, I'm doing it for community. There's some things that for now that I'm not in the trenches is. Like when we talk about sex worker. I ain't turned the trick in forever. <laughs> but I battle, I, I fight for sex workers because I know what that experience is like. But back in the day, I was in, when I was organizing and doing work, it was because I was in the situation right in the moment. And so back then, sometimes I would do things for free because I would be thinking, 
that um, I have been privy to writing grants and privy to building programs, privy to the amount of money that is going into um, for us. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Going into trans work. Look, you are getting whoever paying you your, your salary to come recruit me. I know you're getting paid to send this email. Yeah. Right. I know you're in a paid position to, to create and organize this. So that those same people and, and understand, I know that her particular situation, I know this, y'all have money behind you and you have a better budget than zero. <laughs> mm -hmm. And so offering me zero is quite disrespectful, actually. It, it is really disrespectful. Disrespectful. And it lets me know that you're really not an ally. And this is purely performative. Because if you cared about trans lives, if you cared about, um, um, you know, how I'm doing in my life for real, for real, then you would know, hey, let me drop a little coin in her pocket. And it, mm -hmm. it may not be my full rate. <laughs> Do you feel what I'm saying? No, bro. Right. But we can adjust. You get what I'm saying? It may not be. If, if you, I love when people come to me and say, "Look, we ain't got five thousand for you, but this is what we got. We got fifteen hundred to do this." And I can say, "Oh, well, let me let me adjust what I do, because I'm not gonna go all out for no fifteen hundred, but I'll adjust what I do to fit your budget." Because you're letting me know what's up, like what you, what you, what's in your budget. That's the people that I don't mind dealing with because you're coming up front. Let me know what's up. That I got, some, I got ten thousand people that's gonna be watching this. Oh, I got, I got um, fifty-seven employees that's gonna be watching this. It's gonna be <laughs> yes. And so since you got fifty-seven employees, add me as a contract worker <laughs> and pay me my rate. Thank you. Mm -hmm. so I kind of wanted to start the show off a little bit about that because this is the time. We got half of the month left and this is June. And so if you are organizing things, make sure you are paying the people who um, are doing the work for you. Thank you. And shout out again to the people at the T-Fund organization. Again, I know I did, we just shouted them out, but I really, really, really appreciated them. They were engaged. Uh, we did a pop quiz at the end of our training, and they knew information, and we were able to have a moment of silence um, for all the black trans um, people, male and female, who were uh, who have been murdered and um, not been recognized, and those who have been recognized. So that brings us to this particular episode is quite happy because we, kind of, we know we got a little bit of bad news <laughs> and you know I, I'm just going to put it out there I'm not going to we're not going to dwell on it um, that long but we just want to give them honor on our podcast because you know it, for a long time we were the only trans black trans podcast out here we got a few popping up uh -huh. and I'm so proud of them um, we got what is um Box five one two five one two box five one two. Our girls Brianna and and Samaya. Samaya. Yeah, I, I know. I know them. Oh, about okay. They name name. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, well, cut that part out. 
<laughs> so yes, they you know they are brilliant, and actually we're going to be talking about um, the Supreme Court stuff later on in the show. But they go in a deep dive because you know Brianna out here with um, mm -hmm. SQ on back her name because she got a motherfucking law degree. So she mm -hmm. that you need to be listening to that has the expertise to go deep into um, Title Seven. We're we're gonna kind of go in it in a general way. But she's the girl that, so make sure you check out Box 5112, that podcast hosted by two black trans women. And we love to see it. We are community ass bitches over here and niggas. And <laughs> wait, wait, bitches is a gender neutral term. And so is niggas. So we community ass motherfuckers over here. Yeah, motherfuckers is definitely gender neutral. <laughs> <laughs> and, and you know we want it to be more black trans podcast out here so yeah we want to shout out them they're going to go into in-depth into media reports and as March's Plate has told y'all multiple times a lot of times we don't even find out girls have passed for so long because they have reported them wrong we don't know it's our sisters we don't know that it's, it's our neighbor or our home girl that live in our apartment that passed away because they are using either their government name or a dead name that they done got from somebody that isn't their government name. They are hindering them. They're saying that mm. it's a man that was found in the river or a man that was shot in a robbery, but it's really a trans person. And so we, we don't, we can't find out or be on alert or know because they are misgendering them throughout um, the case. So we'll, it'll be two, three weeks before we find out like, Oh, that was Dominique. Oh, that was Ryan. So that's another problem that we have in regards to the media. Um, this, Misgendering. You know, this is more, um, more evidence of, you know, the rates of violence and murder in regards to black trans women. This is something that- Any erasure. At some point, it don't, it's not even misgendering, it's misinforming. Like it gets to a point where it's misinforming people. Absolutely. Absolutely. And the, like the erasure of it, like, um, you know, we, we're living in a climate where a lot of um, black people are being murdered from discrimination, racism and violence. And if we see we're seeing this. Um, and what we also um, I think what's a, a, a big, big factor is that when we see our cis black brothers and sisters murdered, we see the outcry and the support in um, finding justice, right? But when we see our black trans sisters and black trans men murdered, those same people who are crying for the justice for their their um, black um, cis head normative um, performing brothers and sisters are silent. They're not sharing the same. Pro That's not what I see. I, they're not I sharing it as much as they're. Sh Go ahead. I want to be fair. In, in I'll, I don't think these two cases are reflective of the point that you're trying to make. I think if we're comparing the response to the community with trans people being murdered by police or abused by police, that's a good comparison because we don't see the same outcry with that. But when we're talking about just like a random killing, like somebody being killed, um, 
I think because the cis-heteronormative people, there are some random killings that they don't talk about either. They're more, they talk about killing from police <laughs> and the outcry. So if you're comparing the trans, um, trans and police brutality with cishet and police brutality, I think that's a fair assessment. But I don't think it's a fair assessment to compare a random killing and the outcry of police brutality of cishet people. Because those well, are see, that's not the comparison. I was compare, uh, comparing um, not the pr police brutality from cishet normative people. I was comparing just um, cishet people being murdered in general. Um, but there's no uh, violence. There's no outcry with just a right. regular person dying because that happens all but the time. But there is. Um, there, um, there, there, I've, I've seen more people being. I've with the with the boy who um, couldn't go couldn't graduate unless he cut his dreads. Um, they don't even have to be dead for um, cis, cis people to scream for justice in different ways. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's, it's, it's even small things like that. Um, so, but I do I do feel you when so you, you say, as far as like the comparison. I want to I I understand what you're saying. You're, just, you're talking about the outcry for some unfair thing happening for black people and they ignore in that regard i'm trying to understand what you're saying um okay so what i'm what i'm saying is um just like not specifically pr police brutality of um versus uh heads versus uh trans people i'm talking about like generally like it collectively um it's not the same I don't know. I just, I, I, I think, I don't think that there's a cry out or just a random killing of a cis person because that happens so often just everywhere. I think the outcry happens when it has something to do with police brutality. I think there's an outcry that happens when it has something to do specifically with racism. Just just in general with trans like any type of uh discrimination um violence murder um the comparison is is definitely completely different um but however i do see um i do see that tony mcdade has had a lot of um visibility not compared to some of his sis counterparts that have been affected with police brutality and murders but it has been definitely different. Um, you've seen Barack Obama and you've seen um, just different um, um, people who have big platforms share this. But um, what, I guess what I'm trying to say is that no matter what, what spectrum um, of police brutality or of violence or discrimination, no matter what it is, um, the comparison versus cishead and trans it's, it's 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 really different. It's 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 not the um, it's not the same. That makes sense. I think that um, I, I I totally get it in some context. It just I I, I don't want to unfairly compare different circumstances. Um, I do think that. You know, I'm a person that think that we should care about every single black life that is being murdered um, or, or killed. Um, I think that our violence against us is so hectic now um, that it's important to kind of center. So we've got to stop it. Um, but 
I don't want to um, dwell on this particular topic because we got so much happy news. Oh my God, I want to thank all of our new patrons this week. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Yay, 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 yay. So not only are you helping to sustain this particular podcast, you know, I also donate to other podcasts. I donate to other organizations. I have my finger on the post of the community. And I know a lot of grassroots organizations that are doing great work out here. So you're not only helping to sustain us, you're helping to sustain other people in a community. Because I put my money where my mouth is. You know, that's just the kind of bitch I am. Community is fuck. <laughs> so thank you. I really, really appreciate you. And if you have not become a patron, why have you not? You can donate as low as a dollar a month. It doesn't matter. Anything helps. Please. Do I have to play Sarah McLaughlin and show you puppies? Like, what do I have to do? Do I have to do resort to what the white people do to get you to give them money? <laughs> All righty. Anyway, thank y'all. And the Patreon and PayPal link is at the bottom. Back to the show. June, aka Pride Month, is my. It's, it's been five years since I've been on hormones now. Wait, wait, wait. Start, and, over. Start over. Okay. So June is uh, my HRT anniversary it'll be my five years this year actually tomorrow on the 17th and now it's my top surgery it's going to be my top surgery anniversary next year june 11th because i just got top surgery if you didn't know uh if you don't know what top surgery is it means you know it's when trans masculine people decide to uh, get surgery on their chest and take breast tissue away wait, and masculinize wait, the chest. Wait, 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 wait. Z is, he just got surgery. And so I'm not expecting <laughs> him to do too much because he just got surgery. But we about to turn up, Mia. Hey, <laughs> such a motherfucking chest surgery and you all be here acting like this is nothing because bitch, it's a big motherfucking deal. Because what? A black trans man was able to afford his surgery? Come on, somebody. Hallelujah. Yes, 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 yes. This is a milestone. (laughs) This is a milestone. This is something that if you are a trans person, any surgery is important because this is just, this is, this is, this is our tool. This is our avenue for our bodies to align with what's going on with our minds. And so these, these type of surgeries are major. And this is the first time that this has happened on our show. Yes. <laughs> I've mm-hmm. been, you know, I had transitioned years ago, so I've been, I'm done with surgeries and stuff. So this is the first time that somebody on our show has had surgery. So I don't want to not turn up because it's so exciting. <laughs> I know this is the whole thing yes. for you. Were you nervous? Yeah. Um, this nigga was in nervous. I, well, the no, the day before, a little bit before the, the day before, and that's because I was high. Day. That's because I was high. <laughs> I had an edible at a friend house. 
And I was high and like just nervous all around. And I, you know, when you, I ain't smoked in a while or took nothing in a while. It just had my, it had my nerves running. But I really wasn't nervous when I got in there. I was chilling. It was, it was interesting because of the COVID thing and you know having to be scanned and. I couldn't even have Mia go in there with me, you know, oh, like usually wow. you, you could have somebody go in there with you and, uh, you know, like kind of, I kind of wanted to vlog a little bit, wasn't able to really do that. Uh, cause I was in there by myself and I was sitting there for a couple hours cause, uh, the doctor, I guess somebody was running late and, uh, I was kind of just sitting there and, my nerves wasn't running. I was kind of just listening to the different conversations of people that was getting surgery. And, you know, it's, this was a plastic surgery facility. So just hearing all the different, you know, yeah, like my sister got her body done by this doctor. Like it was just very funny and interesting. And, you know, like just people going in there, still going for their goals amidst the pandemic, you know, despite just you know wanting to paint a picture of what they want or what they see in their head and i was one of them people went nervous got it over with woke up and, you know was high on drugs and, <laughs> you know went to the hotel was in and out of sleep and i was able to move around still able to move around it's just it's surprise it's been surprisingly easy for me i didn't have a big chest i don't know if that has anything to do with anything but i really didn't have a good chest a uh, uh, big chest i went to dr rafael in plano texas and the reason why i went to him is because first of all you you don't need drains with him and i don't know if you ever seen trans men when we get surgery some of them have like the tubes coming out the sides mm -hmm. after they get surgery to let all that fluid come out and he doesn't need it he doesn't use them he does it in a way where he could patch it up to where you don't need them and then his his scars are usually really 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 thin so that's another thing i liked about him and I just liked how his work, how his work is. Mm. It cost me 6750 out of pocket uh, from whole money <laughs> for, uh, yeah, from yeah, online. Yeah, and let it be motherfucking clear and all. From, uh, from online. I got excited, sorry. You know, the girls like to change, the working girls. But it, the cloys went to a good place. Right, so uh, this is because of your OnlyFans. Yeah, I didn't have right. to see nobody, you know, and I just hope that I showed some trans guys that it's possible to do that. Um, unfortunately, that's how inaccessible it is, but hey. Um, I didn't want to go through that those loops of insurance and nothing like that. I didn't feel like dealing with that shit. If I could pay it out of pocket, the major stuff, like if it came to bottom surgery, yeah, because that's a lot of money out of pocket. But anyways, yeah, so far, so good. I'm just trying to take it easy. Uh, Mia hasn't been the best caretaker. No, I'm just playing. Mia has <laughs> oh, been the good. 
<laughs> wait, let me ask this. So, Mia, wait, I know you want to read, but wait a second, let me ask this. <laughs> I'm just playing, baby. So, because of COVID, I can only imagine, because every surgery that I've had, I had a person with me um, there to kind of support, maybe not really do anything for me, but at least they're getting from me from the um, hospital or they're sitting there with me before I go down or they're in the room talking and kind of talking me down or if I'm nervous or whatever. Because of COVID, you couldn't have that. How did that make you um, feel, Mia, being that you knew you would be his caretaker? Um, first of all, see, don't make me snatch you off that couch. Okay. <laughs> uh, but no, um, I, okay, so when they told me that I couldn't go into the, like, go in there with him, like, I was really sad. Well, not really, really sad, but I was kind of sad because I just wanted him to know that, um, I was there and that, um, he didn't have nothing to worry about. And like, I just wanted to give him all the positive energy and reassurance that he needed so that he felt comfortable going on the ninth the first time and under anesthesia because he'd never been under anesthesia before. And this was like something that he was, he kept telling me he was kind of worried about. And um, um, I gave him some advice about it. But when they said I couldn't come in and because of COVID, I would have to be outside. And he was like, you know, you could go do some other things. I'm like, no, bitch. I'm going to be at the motherfucking hospital um, just in case some shit pop off and I need to go in here <laughs> and show my face. I was outside in the parking lot. Now, I had, uh, I had an edible uh, the, day, the night before, so a bitch was in and out of sleep. I ain't going to lie. But <laughs> I was there in the motherfucking parking lot and when they didn't uh, let give me a call when they say he was supposed to be out, baby, I was on the phone like, ah, where's he at? What happens? There's complications. Um, he's supposed to be out at, at two hours. Y'all hour over. They was like, ma'am, um, <laughs> they sent me a text message. They was like, um, he's okay. He's doing fine. He's, um, he's waking up. He's, um, the surgery went really, went really well. We'll let you know when you can come back, um, to get him from the outpatient uh, room at the back. And I was like, okay. Because I was worried. Because I was like, bitch, it was only supposed to be two hours, girl. And um, y'all haven't uh, let me know anything, bitch. And I'm not in the vicinity. Oh, no, bitch. I don't want to come in there and shake <laughs> it up. But um, it, I'm, I'm glad that I think it kind of made Z feel better that I was there. Or did it make you feel better that I was there the whole time? Of course. Well, of course, I was sleeping most of the time. <laughs> <laughs> I was under, but yeah. Knowing that, yeah. I also Aww. was like, damn, I can't tell her that they pushed the time back. But, it's cool because, yeah. like, you know, I definitely checked in. And, um, like, when he came back from the hotel, <laughs> I recorded it. This nigga woke up, like, four times and went to sleep. Like, he he, put, he turned it on. You before. recorded it. I sure did. <laughs> <laughs> and I might put it on Marshall Play Story. <laughs> anyway, I recorded him like four times waking up with a remote in his hand and then showing what he was watching. It happened four times. <laughs> like you literally woke up like he would wake up 
in like and then less than a minute be knocked the fuck out. Then wake mm. up again. Then less than a minute be knocked out. Change the channel. Right. <laughs> so how does it feel? Like how does it physically feel? Um when I went to physically I'm good now. It's only been five days. I'm good. I'm just making sure I'm still taking it easy, but still moving around. I don't wanna because I'm very picky about how my scars are gonna look after. So like if I do too much stretching and stuff, I don't wanna like open up my scars. Stretching. Yeah, doing all this extra shit. So I'm trying to make sure my scars are that's just my personal preference. I don't want my scars super big or red or inflamed as much as possible. But the next day when I went to post op the next day, when I saw everything, it just it felt so normal for me. Like it was like it, it's weird. It's like it was something that was familiar. Like it was like I already been like my body already been that way before of course not with all the bandages and stuff but well of course you know before you hit puberty as a fat person your chest is small but of course i've been there before but but like um it's almost like going back to that like going back yeah oh. it was but but like as an like as an adult it feels it's, it feels like home. Like, it feels more comfortable. Like, it's something I've been wanting for a long time. Like, ever since I started puberty. Like, when my breasts started growing. I was like, yo, this is not for me. I kind of hate it. And <laughs> then, you know, try, started binding in high school. and Oh, I know you're going to be happy. You ain't got my hot-ass motherfucking binding. Oof, yeah, but I was binding with tape at that time, like mm. clear duct tape, like Oof. all that extra shit. Like, I, literally, I literally have a scar, like, on my titty for when I didn't have breasts. I would duct tape the cleavage up like this. <laughs> like I would put duct tape here and duct tape here and it would give mm. me a cleavage and I would stuff this part of my bra. And so you mm. would see the cleavage, but this would be nothing but socks or a balloon <laughs> or something. Because <laughs> what I would do, I would take um, gloves like um, um, rubber glove, and I would tie the fingers in a knot, turn it inside out, and fill up um, the gloves with salt and water. Because if you just do it with water, when you walk in, and you can hear the water shake in your titties. <laughs> but if you fill it oh with like salt, it will be like a gel, like a salt gel. And so it'll still shake. But honey, I was a concocted ass bitch. I wanted to feel real. <laughs> and so wow. it'll still shake and give you the feeling. Because if you got something hard, when you hug people, it's like hard shit hugging off them. So I wanted something that was going to move and like, like a saline mm -hmm. silicone. So I would do that. Wow. And so I still have a scar from taking the duct tape off like for some mm. reason 
it pulled skin just a little bit, but it pulled skin and I still have a scar on my titty. Jeez. I used to have this yeah. to me too, but I said, bitch, fuck that shit. I could, you're going to feel these hard sides. <laughs> <laughs> it, I, it only had to take one good old duct tape in the and it awesome. I did it for like about a month. I did it for like a <laughs> month, but then I figured it out another way. <laughs> yeah i was definitely tired of binding like it got to a point where i i stopped binding like i didn't wear like i just worked out as much as i could to make my chest as small as i could and uh didn't even really wear a binder didn't wear one at work nobody noticed or and you know when people see men with titties they probably not gonna think Oh, that's a trans man. You're probably just going to think, oh, that's a man with titties. Like, because you know how much they don't think we exist. But uh, I definitely gave... some awesome <laughs> stud shit, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> if the breasts are big enough, maybe. If his chest is big, like really big. But but it just looked like I had gotten a comastia. Like, that's how... I, I plan on sharing pictures, but um, I definitely gave away a binder to a guy that's very supportive of the podcast that I never really wore. Mm, Sir Lex. Yeah. yeah, I gave him one, but but yeah, I I definitely feel accomplished. I feel like that's one less worry. Like it feels so much more comfortable. I feel like I could have regular posture. I could work on breathing normally again because Biden fucked up my breathing pattern. And, and I was like, I'm done. Only fans, baby. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Why y'all out here hating on a bitch getting yeah. her coins? <laughs> so, exactly. so, is it, does it, I know when I was thinking about getting implants, I was worried about um, the sensitivity of my nipples going away. And because that is important to me, where does that affect y'all? Yes, I am worried about that. But I have a, a homeboy named O'Shea that I went to visit uh, before I went to surgery. The day before surgery, he went to the same clinic, not the same doctor, but he said his nipples had just started coming back. And I remember when he got his surgery, it was a year ago. So that's something I was definitely worried about, but I was like, I'm willing to risk it. Like, fuck it. Like, <laughs> I'm going to do some. I know some people would be like, I'm going to get my nipples pierced to help them come back, but I'm not that type of person. I'm, that's not in my personality <laughs> to get my nipples pierced, but um, that's something I worry about, but... I have I've heard of a lot of guys of their nipple sensation coming back, so I'm gonna just be hopeful of the best for it to come back. Mm-hmm. That's all you quick can glo- do. Yeah, and quick global shout out to y'all. Um, they definitely um, have reached out and say their name yes. one more time. Who you say? Queer global. Oh, they are our, our sponsors for this month. Yes, they have been so super, super supportive um, during his transition, before his, um, um, during his surgery. Um, Before his surgery, um, Deacon reached out and um, let me know that they wanted um, to help. They have sent us some food for him to eat during his post-op care. Mm -hmm. Um, Two um, two meals, we just got the second meal today. 
which is super awesome. Um, appreciate but, you. Appreciate you. Yes. Um, and then we're also going to be documenting um, our journey with them also. Um, so look forward to that. Um, I just want to make sure that we gave them a huge shout out because they, they've been super bomb. Thank you, Queer Global. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> thank you. I am just so excited for UZ and this milestone. I am. I, I remember the feeling, and I, I know your ass can't wait to be on a beach and a <laughs> pool in the mm -hmm. sun, shirtless, getting your life. That's just what, you know, Al. That's I, yeah. I just know. I just know how important that is. So I want to thank you for sharing with us because you could have been like, "Eh, I don't want to talk about this shit." <laughs> I could have, <laughs> but thank you for sharing. Huh? Oh, I thought a homophobic coworker had some shit to say. You ain't got nothing to say. With oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> about to fire me because I'm a trans woman. What happened? So what? Huh? Uh, who y'all trying to try after <laughs> Title Seven done passed? Six to three. <laughs> <laughs> you know, people still gonna try to get them. Oh yeah, home. we know people still gonna try. Yeah. But you know, we gonna go to work with a little bit more. Ah. <laughs> Let her be trying. Let her be trying. Hey, it's above me now. It's at the Supreme Court level, baby. <laughs> yeah. So, if y'all haven't heard, mm -hmm. if y'all haven't heard, um, the Supreme Court has ruled six to three that it is unconstitutional to fire a trans person from their job or a LGBT person for their sexual orientation and that the act of 1964, the language that they are talking about within that act protects us protects our gender identity, protects our sexual orientation from workforce discrimination. It, oh. Just when yes. Trump thought he was trying to get the girls on pride, do what? In the name of Shonda Do what? <laughs> In the name of Shonda Brooks? Right. Yeah. What? Mm -hmm. <laughs> and they really could have got us together. Because when I think yeah. about, shout out Oof. to, I can't say his last name. Um, it starts with a G. <laughs> John, um, hold on, I got to look at Is his up. name Chase? No, the, the the conservative justices that voted in our favor. I wanted to oh, say. Oh, okay. I think I know what you, it's on our post on Instagram. Yeah, so look, those conservative, they could have easily voted against our favor and it would have been five to four, but they did not and they voted in our favor. 
because I guess they got some conscience. (laughs) I would love to hear what they have to say. Thank y'all. Now y'all need to get it together about the stuff, but we appreciate this. Um, So how did y'all feel? How did y'all feel about it? I was, I kind of got emotional because Hmm. it, um, y'all know this is, this is, like I've, I've said on um, many occasions and told y'all the story, I've been fired for being trans and I didn't know what to do. I didn't know, I didn't have any legal standing. Like, you know how your automatic mm-hmm. reaction is always like, I'm a sue them. Oh, if they do mm-hmm. this, I'm a sue. But you literally cannot. Yeah. <laughs> like, like yeah. you literally... Lawyers would be like, well, it's kind of not illegal because it's not protected yet. That's what Mm -hmm. folks are fighting for. And so it just, I didn't know what to do. I didn't have time. I didn't have the resources. I just really had to make it work. So it led me literally getting fired because I was trans led me into sex work. And so Mm -hmm. like, like total directly. Like, literally, I had a house, had custody of my brother, got fired, couldn't get another job, and my homegirl was like, bitch, you better put you up a head. And that's what happened. That was the tool mm-hmm. of the toolbox. Um, so when I heard about it, knowing that somebody now in this era, in this day and age, has some type of legal recourse to be able to do something about it. And not necessarily that, you know, they won't be forced into sex work too, but just the fact that they have some type of protection, some type Uh of protection in all the states. Because I grew up in states that didn't have protection at all. Some of the people, like, if you live in California or if you live in New York, y'all have had some protection on a state level, but I've always lived in states that did not have protection and just by chance of the my family when it comes to living in Mississippi, living in Indiana, now living in Texas. So all those states are conservative as fuck. It's super mm. like the most conservative state. Exactly <laughs> Mississippi conservative. is the most. But mm. um, but not having any kind of legal um, foot to stand on and knowing that, oh, God, it got me emotional. It, it, this definitely was close to my heart more than I thought. For me... Go ahead, yeah, for me, it was a good slap in the face to Donald Trump because he was trying to make it harder for you to adopt. And well, he was making it to where people can, you know, not that it hasn't already been prevented, but he was trying to make it legal to where you can stop same sex couples from adopting and also uh, making it okay for people to deny you denied trans people health care so is. it was like he lived they yeah. literally rolled back um medical protections this week as well yeah right so that was a good slap in the face to him for me and also it only made sense to me for that to happen because 
why would we be in a country where it's okay for us to to transition and legally transition through documents and through surgeries, making it okay for us to get surgeries and even workplaces to give us access to certain insurance that allows us to get that, you know, that allows us to transition and are compliant with transitioning and uh, we can get surgeries covered. Why would you have, why would you allow all those in place, but at the same time not have a rule making it, you know, illegal to discriminate against people that are transgender. So it was like, okay, now y'all are making sense, a little Smash more it. sense when it comes, Smash yeah, when it comes to trans folks. So if only we could, you know, keep pushing it further and further and, you know, keep giving Donald his slap in the faces with his adult diaper wearing ass and, you know, keep it rolling. I was elated um, just with, because I'm an impact with everything that, um, with the, with me, being hit in the face at a pro, not, not literally, but, um, um, just getting hit in the face with, with, by black people saying that, you know, trans, the uh, black trans people or just trans people, um, having protection and, um, the, the right and, and respect and justice is divisive. You see, I've, I've seen that so much, um, saying that we should focus on the, the real matter, uh, which I guess is does, does not include us, right? Um, um, I, I think it's important to remember that everything is systematic. So we are a minority group. And if you don't think that we're a part of the black community, okay, that's fine. You know, you think this is divisive, that's fine. And huh. Not literally, but if, <laughs> I'm not, I don't mean that for real. But, you, you know, you're good. people are going to think that, right? But systematically, if our, right, if our rights as, as a minority group is taken away from us, what do you think can happen to you? You think you just got out the out the loop? It's it it is basically the predator finding the easiest prey to wear the fuck out and eat, and then they continue up the up the ladder until they conquered each prey. Yep. And so I think that's important for people to understand that this is a systematic oppression and that it affects everybody. And without unity, we cannot conquer anything. Mm -hmm. And to see that. This was passed, and to see that there was a little ounce of give a fuck about the trans community made my made my heart smile. Mm. What I also thought about though, ankle lot, is all the loopholes <laughs> that I I could see people still going through. Because I feel like if anything, this will mostly protect the white people that have the means to be able to go sue and get lawyers and pay all this money and do all this extra 
But I feel like people will still try to find loopholes. And if you there's no way you can prove it, it'll be hard. But mm-hmm. it, at least it's still there. Like at least that option is still there to to sue and know you know you have a right to work, which sounds fucked up. But you have a right to work finally, and you can secure your bag. But I, I part think of that's me a good like, point. I think it's a good point that you're making about the financial stakes that it the the financial capita that it takes to actually get something like this done. And so yeah. it is not surprising that it was a white trans woman, mm-hmm. Amy Seabus, that got mm-hmm. to this level. Um, not saying that she was rich, but she probably had access to donors and stuff like that that could um, that could support her in that way. But with us, um, usually, when we're going up against a big-ass company for discrimination, first of all, we have to prove it, Second of all, we have, do we have the resources to fight this long-ass legal fight? And Most they already the gaslight black people. <laughs> they Listen, already don't believe us. That's why I quit my job. When I was working at Walmart, mm-hmm. I was being discriminated against. And, like, they intend, like, the, when, you, when you file cases, they intimidate you. Um, like upper management because they know how serious this can turn. And so like they make sure that they let you know that, oh, this can be word of mouth. And if it's not actual proof, you can't really do nothing. And then there's this big ass process you got to go through. And then as like Z was saying, as a, as a black person or like um, as a person of color who doesn't have resources, you like I honestly sat there and thought like, okay, I want to sue these people. But can I get somebody who can wear them out? Or am I going to just get somebody janky who's going to waste my time? And I'm going to go through all this trauma and this labor with all these people that I'm working with because half the people feel like I'm coming for them. So they being on their P's and Q's and trying to get rid of my job because they think I'm going to get rid of their job. So not only am I dealing with them, but then I'm also got to figure out another uh, way of employment because I could possibly get fired because they trying to get rid of me because they know I'm about to wear them out. It's just, it's just all those things. So I yeah. completely agree. Well, I'm kind of disappointed that Amy passed away. I know. She did pass away a couple of months ago and didn't get to see this success. Gosh, that, that well, isn't it ironic? <laughs> she said she wanted it to go on. Yeah, she said, well, I'm and gone, it did. baby. Let it go Let on. Let it go. Mm-hmm. And we actually won. So we I did it. We did it for you, girl. Oh. And a, the only black man voted no. Oh. The only black man. The KKK cool. Well, Supreme Clarence <laughs> Thomas. Hold on, you already know, like some of the some of the people that have been listening, some of the cis men feel like we bash the boys and like we get them together. But the T is, you niggas really need to do more work than this little fiddle fabric that y'all be giving in snow shade. Damn um, it! Somebody literally told me they had to stop listening. Listen to the podcast. 
I was on Brianna Jenkins live. He a told me he man. stopped listening to the podcast because we was bashing cis men too much <laughs> or something like that. I was like, okay, it's not for everybody. That's all I got to say. <laughs> anyway, it's back to what we were talking tier. about. <laughs> a single tear. Wait, let me get some water so I can pour it down my face so it can be, <laughs> honey, because a single tear <laughs> runneth down my cheek for the cis man that is hurt by whatever we have had to say in our past episodes. But he has his own podcast talking about trans stuff. I don't want to say what it is. I'll tell you after, but he has his own podcast. Is he white or black? He's black. Is he co-hosting with a white man? I think so. Yeah, I, I know. know who you're talking about. I don't care. I listen <laughs> to that show and they are ridiculous. <laughs> they, they are, to me, they are um, chasers that have a podcast. And, you know, they, you know, they have no analysis outside of, um, sex when it comes to trans women, they have, Mm -hmm. they're really, really anti-black. You hear the conversation Mm. that they have. Okay. Well, that, that makes sense why he felt like we were bashing this man. Yeah, so okay, yeah, (laughs) but but let me say this on this podcast (laughs) 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 that I have spent three years almost October will be three years, so two and a half years building an audience for this podcast centers black, black, M's. And trans people. So, if you're black, if you're femme, if you're trans, and you don't have to be all three, but one of those three things, those is the demographic that I care about. (laughs) Exactly. Oh, I got to add four. Black, trans, femme, and female. And when I say female, I mean AFAB. That means so, the same oh. female at birth. So all three of them, all four of them, those are the people I care about on this podcast. So if you are not you. female, if you're not trans, if you're not black, if you're not femme, or you know, non-binary. Sprinkle those in there. Yeah, well, don't they can be non-binary. non-binary. Can be all of those. They can right. be female. They can be trans. They right. can be. They can be all of them. So I'm not centering nothing but those four things. So that's who we center because those are the people who are less visible. Mm-hmm. And not just less visible. Those are the people that I give a fuck about. Yeah, and if you and also want to care man, about somebody else, that's why you create your own platform. Yeah, and I just, I just care with cis men pretending to be, they, like they want you to applaud them for 
not being cowards and owning up to what they like. Like they want you to give them a pat. Oh, you like trans women? You're admitting it. Oh, good job. Oh, yo, oh my God, I know that was so hard for you. Oh, did you did, did did anything get taken away from you? Oh, how do you feel? Do you feel do you still feel like a man? Oh, you still feel good in your manhood. Oh my god, are you still able to do you still have access to cis women in vagina? You do. Oh my god. You still have access to the privileges of being a man? You do. What? Oh, what? Okay. Yeah, I'm oh, sorry. I, I just can't. Um, and and I don't feel we bash cis men. I feel like we told the truth. And I also feel like when we need to be tender, we are tender. Yes. <laughs> Very yes. tender, because there's Very some things so. that I be wanting to say that I be... Yeah, there's so much. You so know, much. So much. So, um, you know, <laughs> I'm not no kissing shame. no cis man ass. If you listen and no. you like what we got going on, enjoy. Period. It's like white people. Like, if mm-hmm. you listen and you like, and you're getting something from it, and you're learning about the black trans experience, I, that I want you to listen and learn. So you don't have yeah. to ask me no dumb shit. I want you, you to listen and learn. And right. my white friends who know me know that I'm talking about the whole thing. And sometimes they include it, and sometimes they not. If they really your friend, they gonna want to hear you out. They gonna know they what's gonna up. care about your viewpoint. Mm-hmm. They gonna be informed of what's going on. That's right. how I feel about cis people that say they care about me and call themselves my friend. You can't be my friend. You don't know nothing about trans people. Like you can't even come to me speaking the right pronouns or knowing certain vocabulary. Like I expect you to do some work because I do the work if I. If I'm having a friend, I'm calling my friend because I don't have very many friends. Mm-hmm. If I'm having a friend and if they're dealing with something or they identify as something or something is important to them in their identity, I'm going to do a little research so that we can actually have, share some dialogue. And I feel like it's the same with white people and all that. And if you're coming from a position of power, I expect you to be ready for critiques. Right. I expect you to right, be right, right. You should be open to listening to what we have to say and trying to help our, our narrative instead of finding offense. Well, the most people who find a sense to the things that we have to say on this here podcast, I feel like Tia King and Jay. <laughs> <laughs> um, the people who 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 feel offended usually um can wear the shoe that fits. And baby, that, that yeah. is, bitch, if you could put that girl on, then bitch, mistake, you got some self-reflecting to do. Yeah. you. Yeah. Uh, what we're trying to do is dismantle these systems. And one of those systems is patriarchy. Um, um, we are trying to fight against misogyny. We are trying to fight against misogynoir. We are trying to fight against so many things that happen to femmes, females, and trans people that that we you know, we call we, it out. Yeah, we literally live in a world 
where cis men, a gang of cis men, will throw a black woman in a dumpster and while having on a, a Black Lives Matter t-shirt, like in their <laughs> pictures. Like, come on now, are you crying about us talking about a situation? Like, dealing with trash cis niggas? Like, I don't understand. Like, yeah, anyway, I don't, I don't understand and I don't care. <laughs> right. I mean, I ain't losing no sleep, but I'm sure there's even, I'm sure there's even some trans men that might feel like, like feel some type of way that I don't take up too much space or, you know, I'm not like offensive about certain things. I'm pretty Mm -hmm. sure some may feel some type of way or that I don't center trans men enough, but I don't feel like I need to be centered. I, I know what place of privilege I come from. Yes, we do have issues and yes, we do need to be visible, but I feel like that's on us. That shouldn't be on trans women doing that work. Like trans women's labor, that shouldn't be other people under the trans spectrum's labor. Like if we gonna do it, do it. Like I'm not speaking for all trans men. Like I'm here in this space. And knowing my privilege, knowing what power I come from as well. And I'm just going, I'm going to place myself where I'm, where I'm needed. Like, I'm not about to trip off. You know what I'm saying? Like, because I, I don't want not to play a pressure Olympics or nothing, but I know that y'all are the demographic. And I know trans men deal with stuff, but... Of course, I'm going to speak on trans women issues because I have trans women dear to my heart that I see go through more on a day-to-day basis than I do. Definitely more than I do. Like, that's just how I feel. And I also feel like... Go go ahead. ahead. Oh, I I think... I I, I love what you just did, Z, because I I think oftentimes... um, we we have privileges and um we don't we don't mentally um, we're not mentally conscious of it and we don't take an accountability when our privilege when, when we have privileges in certain spaces and, and when not to take up space with that privilege mm-hmm. and i i feel like i have enough integrity and in my actions Um, on the podcast and off the podcast, I could have got another trans woman to be on this show with me. Which, to be honest, initially that's what I was going to do. But because I didn't have trans men in the city because I wanted to be in person, I didn't want to be remote. COVID-19 fucked that up. <laughs> but mm-hmm. I didn't have any friend, trans men friends in the city. They were mm-hmm. all around the country, but in Houston, I didn't have any. So when I found one, immediately I was like, oh, let's do it. Because I have the integrity to say, if I have access to one, let's go. Mm-hmm. And I feel like... I have enough, um, I don't have a one-track brain. I know the nuance of 
a trans woman's experience and a trans man's experience, not from personal experience, but from talking to trans men and listening mm-hmm. to them. So I know how to clock when it's time for them to get the spotlight. When it's time, when this is a moment when they are usually silent, and I'm like, no, we need to give them that space. I do it all the time. Yeah. We do that I, with me a lot. I'm also not going to sit here and act like trans men don't need to do the work too, though, because a lot of us don't want to talk about certain stuff. Like a lot of us, because of that internalized things, the same internalized things, not just that, just dysphoria. No, not just that. Just the same type of thing cis men deal with. We're not want to talk about feelings and, you know, just talk about what you're dealing with. That's why we deal with so much like suicide. Like, you know what I mean? Just not want to talk health. about things and get it out. You have to work through that. Like you have to make yourself visible. You can't just be upset. Well, trans women getting out of spotlight. And, but like there's many reasons why trans women are more of the, the focal point. And I feel like there's nothing wrong with that. Like, because I don't care if there's a matriarchal society, I don't give a fuck. Like, <laughs> like that's just me. I don't care. But also, I'm not going, when I, when I feel like, okay, we need to be visible, then let's organize something. Like, let's, you know, like, let's get together. Like, let's do some work. Like, let's, let's talk about things. Like, let's get into group chats, conversations, like, let's do, let's actually do work instead of just tweeting something or instead of just um, gatekeeping of who you want, like, particular people you want on there. If they look a certain way, if they act a certain way, like, if they have a certain story, if they transition, medically transition, they didn't make, like, you can't just expect other people to do the work for you all the time. Um, like sometimes it's okay to take up space if you feel like your visibility isn't there but you have to know when to take up space like you have to create your own spaces too you know what i'm saying and i I feel like i think our space my intention in curating what we curate Mm -hmm. i feel like i intentionally put people on our show to represent certain things that I can't represent. Right. I have had trans lesbians. I have had non-binary folks. These are identities that I don't have anything to do with. They don't. They don't uh, align with my identity. I'm binary fuck. So. Mm-hmm. So, but I know that they need a space. And there's tons of trans women who's like, uh-uh, not buying that, folks. They are, they taking up too much space. They need to go do something else. It's, I, I would have a whole demographic of people if I talk like that. But that's mm-hmm. not who I am. And mm-hmm. so I, I intentionally put people who I think um, are powerful, not like me, or we have similar um, politics, but we're different experiences. I feel like I'm really, really intentional about that. And Mm -hmm. um, yeah, and I don't want to dwell on this either for too long. (laughs) (laughs) 
this is a show that you watch for free, voluntarily, that we do every week. Mm-hmm. I want as many people to listen to us as possible. But if at any time we do not serve you well, we do not educate you well, we do not entertain you well, you can stop listening. I'm, you know, I'm okay with that. I want you to stay, because just because we disappoint you in one episode, maybe a next episode might be great for you. Mm-hmm. But if at any point, I mean, if we don't serve you well, and you mm-hmm. traumatized by what Marsha's Plate is talking about, let it go. Click that X button. We're going to be fine. Yeah, because we definitely want people to take care of their mental health. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. So, um, if it's causing you any disruption in those areas, uh huh. Um, we definitely want you to make sure you are on top of your game. It's true. Mm-hmm. It's slightly sarcastic, but it's very true. Like, but it's, 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 I'm giving both. Yeah, yeah it's it's slightly sarcastic because I, you know, I don't give a fuck for real, real. But <laughs> <laughs> but um, we're still kind of tender. But yeah, you know, but you know, just you know, a little like, bit. You know, you know, I'm a I'm I'm a was I'm an artist and I'm sensitive about my shit. <laughs> <laughs> so you know, um, and you know, we, we also want to let y'all know that we love y'all too. Everybody, everybody, absolutely. I, I was one last thing. You know, I, I know that there's trans men orgs out there and stuff, and organizers and whatnot. But I just need my brothers or the people to talk to express your needs. Talk about what you need, so that these orgs can, you know, blow up. So we, so we can get people to put money, you know, their money where their mouth is, like. Let's talk about our needs so that we can we can we can uh, give a solution to this invisibility situation. You know what yeah, I mean? And do, That's all do I have to say. Work. Yeah, but do you you you're right, Z. Because when mm-hmm. we mean me and you went to your doctor, he wanted us to participate in a a group study with uh, focus at a, it was at uh, I think it at um um U of H. And he wanted us to uh, participate in a group study, and you were able to put trans men on um, what is it called? Where um, the health thing, where you know most uh, trans men are erased, but um, oh, trans men weren't on the uh, demographic of people that deal with HIV, right? But because you, Z, you, you, you made it known that it was something that you were interested in, you didn't mind doing the work, you were able to change that. And you did the, and you did, you went the extra mile and emailed the place and submitted your information. That was something that you did not have to do. And, and, and by you doing that, you were able to make space for trans men. And that's something that I feel like trans men also have to do on their own time also. Um, because trans women are also doing that on their own time as well. And it's no shame. That's true. 
That's true, and I don't I don't deal with HIV, but I was like, look, yeah, we not. I'll, I'll be a part of this study, but I don't see trans men on here. Boom, what are we gonna do about it? Boom, and sometimes that's that's all it takes because some of these companies really don't know. Like they really don't know when they're not being inclusive. So you have to put yourself out there sometimes. Sometimes, unfortunately, you got to be the guinea pig. But the tough stuff is at the beginning. And it gets easier as as we get as we unify. So just remember that. And I know we're critiquing the trans men <clears throat> that are not doing work. It is tons of trans men out yes. here that is doing work. When we talk yes. about, it's just That's amplified. It's so many. Um, yes. Courtney Ziegler, he created Abolition. Um, when we talk Marquee. about Louis Mitchell, when we talk about Marquise, when we talk about Jamel, when we talk about. Um, Devin Michael Lowe with yeah, Black oh, Trans Devin Future. Yeah, Michael Lowe with Dra- Black Trans Future. Um, mm-hmm. It's so many. It's so many Sasha trans masculine people. Sasha Alexander. Non-binary <clears throat> people. There's so many people out here. Um, um, Mr. Chris. Um, Javon uh, Moore. Javon Martin. <clears throat> um, oh, Martin. Uh, the, uh, the, the, the staff members at... Uh, Transcultural District in San Francisco. What's the name, Milan? Um, who Milan? Tiki Milan. There's so many people out here doing work that are of trans masculine experience. So, yes. And actually, because I don't want to get too far from the topic. The topic was our win from the Supreme Court. And I want to give a shout out to Chase Strangio. I think that's how you say it. He was the main lawyer on Amy Stevens' case, and he's a trans masculine person who fought for this to pass. And I want to shout out him. I want to shout out, you know, all the people who made this possible for us. And we really appreciate your dedication. It is people like you that we here at Marsha care about because you are out here doing the work and not being sensitive about us (laughs) calling out motherfuckers on shit that they oppress us with. uh, Yeah. So we appreciate you chase and all other masculine beings because we don't sister masculinity here. But masculine beings that are doing the work that support us or support other ventures that are doing the work, we appreciate you and we are here for you on this show for that. And doing that work to dismantle that misogyny in you. In you. In (laughs) you, darling. We care about you over here. But you other motherfuckers (laughs) that's sensitive and feel like we give... This men a bad rap or fuck out of here. You bitches can suck kick my rock dick. Suck my dick. Suck my man puff. All right. I'm kidding. <laughs> Please don't. So. Since we got this amazing win, we got to talk about next steps because it's not um, over. (laughs) Right? It's not over. (laughs) You know, because 
just so you know, this only protects us in jobs. Just so y'all know. So Z was bringing up some other shit. This law don't protect us in that stuff. Like adop- adoption and da 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 This case, this, this ruling only protects us on a federal level. That means all states are included against workforce discrimination. We cannot be fired because of our gender identity and sexual orientation. So only at work. So let's talk about next steps. Next steps is already on the table. That's what's good. We ain't got to do no organizing to bring it to the table because that's already been done. Ah, that's in the Equality Act. So the Equality Act provides consistent and explicit non-discrimination protections for LGBT people across key areas, including employment, housing, credit, education, public spaces and services, federally funded programs, and jury service. So the Equality Act includes all that. So it is a broader mm-hmm. a broader act that protects us. It is new, it is fresh, it is broad, and allows us to protect ourselves in other areas outside of work. So if you are looking to do new political work, <laughs> make sure that you are looking at the Equality Act and doing what you got to do to push that and vote for the people who support it, vote for the get the people who out who don't support it in your local elections. We are trying to get everybody out of them seats who are stopping us from getting what we want. Because as we know by this Title VII, it could have gotten ugly. If those two conservatives went the conservative route, we wouldn't have gotten yeah. this. So mm. it's better. What if we would have had two progressives in those seats? So on our local elections, we got to get progressives there. So when it's time to remove motherfuckers, remove them. And then when it was time to remove some more people, remove them and so on and so on and so on. This is something that we just have to do because this is next step. We have the protections at work. We got to get protections in education and, um, and, um, and public accommodation and everything. We need protections in all of those things. So what are the next steps for y'all? You first, man. No, go ahead, Dean. <laughs> I feel like I've been taking up too much space. Fuck both of y'all. So what you're asking, I guess let me clarify what you're asking. What Will so let ask? me be, let me clarify it. What okay. now that you have this protection? So this uh-huh. was pressing. We know we needed um protection at work because we didn't have it we live in fucking texas they can immediately say at your job oh you trans you got to get the fuck up out of here and we couldn't do shit but now we have a legal footing to stand on what is next on your agenda what is important to you that we need protection for i think that we need um 
protection for reproductive justice. Um, mm-hmm. um, you get maternity leave? When I get maternity leave, would you get paternity leave? Uh, mm-hmm. When you're able to put that you're the father on your birth certificate versus... So protecting the Roe v. Wade. That's yeah. the one part. And making sure um, everybody have access to birth control. Everybody have access to PrEP and PEP. Yeah. Everybody have access to fertility options, affordable fertility <laughs> options. And we get testing for um, cisgender women that are included in the PrEP testing and research because they haven't had been included in the testing and the research. Or trans men. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, we need to make sure that... Um, we have protections um, go ahead Z <laughs> <laughs> that's all I can think of right now that's a good one I just, I just want to go to work without manipulating it I know this don't have nothing to do with trans stuff, but I just want to go to work without my hair being called unkempt or deemed unkempt. I want black people to be able to wear their hair however they want to wear their hair, their natural hair, or if it's wheat, whatever. First of all, mm. I want the hair protection. <laughs> oh. No shade, because I've been staying home before. They said, oh, bitch, you can't work here with that bush. Oh. Okay. Yes, all Black Lives Matter, okay? So, <laughs> um, what else? I really... I, I, go ahead. I, for me, it is housing. So, the Equality Act covers housing, and it's housing. If I can... Secure a job with the and it be protected. I need to be able to come to her home and it be protected. Those two core tenets of somebody's well being, yeah, you know, that stability, that being stable and consistent is an important part of somebody's happiness and mental health. And so, for me, my next most important outside of being having my work protected is having my home protected. Right, right, right. I completely agree. Yeah. So, thank y'all for listening. What was you about to say? See? I was about to say, I pretty much hit it on the, hit the, the nail on the head with that. Yeah. Make sure um, y'all um, check out the show notes we have, we're going to have all kinds of stuff in the bottom for y'all in reference to what we're talking about. Um, we will be kicking it with T with Queen and Jay tomorrow because this is coming out Thursday. We will be doing their June virtual Juneteenth event Ew. on Friday. We will be kicking it with them. So make sure y'all check us out. The link to that information will be on the bottom. Make sure you check out Box 512 Podcast. That link is going to be on the bottom. Um, Brianna is going to break down um, Title 7 for y'all from a lawyer's perspective. Um, what else? 
we're going to be adding the Teen Fund Org if you want um, mm -hmm. a way to advocate and give back to those uh, nonprofit organizations that are doing the grassroots work in the community and amplifying um, people of color and black, trans, and queer voices. Mm. We actually have an update for y'all for Ayana Dior. If you don't know who Ayana Dior is, she is a trans woman who was in the viral video um, in the beginning of this month who was attacked by a mob in a corner store um, because of a fender bender. Um, you know, we actually flew to Minnesota to check on her and see what was going on with her situation. She is fine. Black Trans Women's Inc. Um, found her and we did a video with her, um, Dee Dee Waters, and her story is up and we were able to raise money to get her out of the situation that she's in and we were almost $17,000 for her and the mm -hmm. goal was only 5000 So we are so excited. We will be giving her her money in a couple of days. Um, we want to thank everybody that has supported. If you are, um, you know, looking for a black trans led organization to support, you can go to the general donations tab of black trans women's Inc and um, donate to black trans women's Inc. If you want to sit there, your your money want to be centered around the trans masculine experience black trans men's inc we are both a coalition with black trans advocacy coalition so we are a sister and brother company and um we are building the infrastructure for our um btmx which is the um um uh, non-binary um, sector ah. of our coalition. Ah. It's been created for two years, but we're still in the steering committee section. And so, you know, we are org out here doing the work. Um, on the doing the line, work. On the front line, protecting our people. And we are hoping, you know, I actually talked to her to, I'm going to, I've scheduled a time to talk to her tonight, but she is doing fine. She is safe. And we're going to try to get her in a better situation. And yeah, so the links to our organization, Black Trans Women's Inc., is going to be in the bottom. If you know them, if you got a sugar daddy that got a card <laughs> that you got access to, make him a patron of Marsha Plate. You got a business. You you got a business with a a petty cash account or a. Uh, a miscellaneous funds account card make them a, a patron of Marsha's play. It ain't just gotta be your coin, baby. It can be somebody else's coin. <laughs> and everybody who has joined us at, at as a patron, we really appreciate you sewing yes. into us. We are one third from our goal of amount of patrons that we need to be able to do for all uh, of us uh. to do this. Um, full time and really bring the stories and travel and get, you know, other trans people the chance to be on this platform. We love, 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 love to do that for y'all. So we like really appreciate the people who have already started to give. And if you want to join, all that is going to be a link in the bottom. So that's about it, y'all. We'll see y'all next week. All right. Bye, y'all. See ya. Bye. Bye.
Well, that's it. Thank you for coming and getting a taste of Marsha's Plate. You can listen to us on iTunes and SoundCloud. Make sure you leave a review because we really need those five stars, y'all. And go like our Facebook page and leave some comments. We will be posting exclusive content every Thursday, so you definitely don't want to miss out. You can also follow us on Twitter and any other social media site at Marsha's Plate. If you'd like to donate or advertise with us, hit us up at diamondstyles at gmail.com. That's diamond, S-T-Y-L-Z, at gmail.com. And that's it for us, y'all. Bye. Bye-bye. You going to say bye, Mia? Oh, bye, y'all. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Every little thing's going to be all right.